my name is Letitia and thanks for tuning in to Letitia's Live, the podcast that's all about sex. Today we are going to discuss a topic that is rather taboo in the industry, not many people talk about it. Um, things like pegging, anal sex, males enjoying sex toys and today we do have a special guest. He has been a regular within my webcam agency with me and my girls for quite a while now and he is here to speak about being a masculine man, uh, being a straight man but also enjoying the pleasures of sex toys, anal anal stuff, pegging. Um, so I'm gonna pass over to him and he will explain to me why he enjoys it, how he get onto this, and kind of his journey navigating through the industry as a straight man. Thank you for having me, Letitia. You're very pleasure. welcome, it's my pleasure. Um, I go by the name of uh, Gentle Giant, as you may know. Yes. Um, how I got into pegging is a very, very funny story. I was watching a movie and one of the nurses decided to uh, give a guy, should I say, uh, orgasm through his ass which is really funny so it got me thinking well how do I get into that kind of thing and understand what just happened and what I was actually seeing so was this your kind of first experience with that anything, was my, that anything was my first, sexual really that wasn't my first experience sexually but right. it was my first experience into should I say playing around with the ass should I say. okay so do you think that these fetishes that people have, um, they do come from things you see on the TV or things that you might see if you watch porn or something like I that. Think, is that the trigger really for you? I think that is one of the biggest triggers. And the reason why I say that is because if I didn't see that, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. And the thing is, as I suppose, being a straight man, we don't have conversations with males that are gay a lot of the time oh. about these things. Yeah. So that was my only way kind of in. And right. then obviously you kind of go down the rabbit hole and you start to kind of look at different types of porn and you start to learn more things and then you learn about your body. So it's kind of started off, as I said, for me just watching that first image yeah. and then going from there and then experiencing within myself. Yeah. And it was a very, very uh, different experience, obviously, the of first course. time that you do it. <laughs> and there was a lot of things that, you know, you don't understand and, you know, there's... You can't have that conversation with anyone yeah. around you because I was around a lot of guys that, should I say, like myself, but not open and honest. Mm -hmm. And I used to spend a lot of time with females. So yeah. you would hear both sides of the story in the sense of a guy would come to school and turn around and say, you know, oh, yeah, I did this and this. But then the girl would tell the truth. Yeah. So when I started to learn about these kind of things, I was just like, well, I'm going to be open with myself as I should always be. Yeah. So, that's it. so just for the sake of the viewers, can you just let us know kind of what it is that you do in your daily life? Like, mm -hmm. what is your job? Like, mm -hmm. is, is this something that you have to like go about your business and like make time for, mm -hmm. or is this something that's in just like your normal, like sexual routine? If you was to see a woman, like this would be something that would just be a normal thing. And um, just so we can kind of set the scene of like who you are obviously okay. as a person, because of course the viewers can't actually see him. Um, but just so then people know kind of what your day-to-day -day life is and who you are and to set the scene that you are just a regular straight guy and mm -hmm. people can't say that there's anything different with you than anyone else. Of course. Um, just go from there and then we can. So with me, I work in the security industry. Yeah. So we look after different hotels and luxurious apartments and different kind of clientele at a very high level. And, you know, my day to day, it's, it's something that we don't talk about, obviously. Yeah. But at the same time, you see certain things, because I think once you explore within yourself, you start to see other things in other males, but yeah. they can't talk about it. And, you know, when you start talking about certain topics, they can't actually talk about it, but then you can kind of feel that they want to. Yes. But 
yeah, that's my background, really, security. That's what I've been in quite a long time. And yeah. So do you think that, obviously, being in security, does, that, does it kind of make you feel like you shouldn't be doing what you're you're doing with the kind at, of like masculine like cloud over kind you know of security what? at first i did think that yeah and then i started to actually understand women differently because with me even though like i do do pegging and i do play around with sex toys and stuff like that i learned that women like a man that is nasty <laughs> but open <laughs> i yeah. also learned that women like the same kind of loving that, you know, if you give a woman love, she'll give it back to you. Mm -hmm. So once I started to, you know, be in relationships and learn all these kind of things about women, you know, it was it was a big thing. But yep. it was difficult at the start because I was in a relationship once and I start, that's when I start, really started to explore. And the relationship broke down because I wasn't very honest with her. And, you know, I had to learn from mm -hmm. the whole experience because at the end of the day, you should be with someone, but at least be open and honest with yeah. them. So I learned from that. Can you just briefly explain kind of an overview of what like your specific kink actually is? Mm -hmm. Like what is it is it that you enjoy? Like what things that you you want to get involved in when you're on cam and mm -hmm. when you're with the partner or whatever? Just so then obviously we understand like specifically what your kink is. So my kink I would say is domination like okay. from a woman. I would probably say sometimes humiliation. It depends on what mood I'm in. Mm -hmm. That's the main thing. Um, I like to dominate as well as. Okay. So I think sometimes I like to dominate first and then maybe she dominates me. That's what I'm into. So um, So I would put you probably under the umbrella of a switch then if you like uh, both things. Would you th say that's fair? I would definitely say so. Yeah, that's but fair. But then it just depends. Sometimes I'm more dominant. Right, okay. It just depends on the mood. It, I've you know, experienced yeah. and experimented and I've realized that there's days where I'm just like, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Because, you know, sometimes some people, they would call them sissies, right? You know, a woman just controls them all the time. That's all they want. Yeah. But then there's times where I'm just not having any of it. Yeah. And I think that took a while to understand mm -hmm. because when I first started actually, you know, experimenting with myself uh, sexually, anally, it was, I used to do it when I was in pain a lot of the time because I was going right. through a lot of emotional stress and there's a lot of things going on. And it was kind of like my go-to to actually like feel better in certain mm -hmm. aspects. And I had to look into that because I had conversations with people and they were saying, you know, when you do this, you know, how do you feel? Yeah. And I said, well, it makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. But then people started to kind of make me understand that are you doing it as like a coping mechanism in certain aspects? Mm -hmm. But I had to learn that it's, maybe I was, yep. but I liked doing it. Okay. So then when I actually got further into it and understood how I worked, yeah. I realized it's something that, you know, is it's a taboo, but mm -hmm. it's my body. Yeah, of course. So just quickly, for people that don't know, um, a switch is basically somebody that enjoys to be degraded, but also likes to be the dominant one in a sexual relationship. So they can go from wanting to be dominated by the woman or the female, and then roles will reverse, and they also enjoy it the other way around. Just thought I'd get that in before, so then everyone understands. So I am going to just ask you a couple of questions. Of course. Um, we're going to go through our our first kind of meet together, what we encode. Because obviously, Gentle Giant, he has been, like I said in the beginning, the one of the top regular clients in my webcam group. You put the name in the group chat and everybody knows who you're talking about. Um, so he has been very loyal, a very loyal customer to our group. Um, so I just want to ask you, obviously, this is our first time ever meeting. So do you think that I'm any different in real life than 
no. when we was to meet. And I always said that if we got to this place where we met, it would be like just normal. Yeah. And I think that's something that in the, you know, the AW world, adult work yeah. world, um, people are there for different reasons, obviously, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they're not always being themselves. Yeah. And I think that for me, should I say being a consumer, I was always myself. And I feel that that's what makes me gravitate to certain people. If yeah. I can feel that you are a person and I would treat you as a person mm-hmm. first, then you'd sit there and think to yourself, okay, this is someone that I would like to speak to. Yeah. Right. But then at the same time, you see a lot of people in there and they're just acting. Yeah. And I think because I've been on AW for so long on and off, you see certain gaps and traps. And it's like even times where, you know, you may disappear for a while. People are messaging me going, oh, where are you? Did it? Yeah. So then you even start to think, well, how much money am I actually spending in this? Because... <laughs> You know, it's when we had conversations about certain things to do within, you know, the group and stuff like that. It's good to see the other side because we don't get to ever see it. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that, you know, you come across and, you know, it's, should I say, a change when you actually get to see the person. Because sometimes you don't always get to see them. Yeah. So when I first was, well, met online met with General Giant. So I actually, he came on as a customer for me. So I met him at his fetish, like with his fetish, like I didn't see his face or anything. So I didn't know who he was behind what he enjoyed in the bedroom. Um, so I think it was so weird because it was like a, a complete shift. I think from who you are when you are involved with your fetish and you're in that mode to who he is in like real life when we had actual conversations. Because I literally remember saying to you, like when he put his face on the camera, I thought, oh my God. I literally said to him, I think I said like, oh, like you're not actually ugly. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's probably really bad, but I don't know why I just <laughs> presumed that he w- would probably have been. <laughs> And I mean, I obviously explained to him that that isn't an insult. It just is how it was. Um, But I think when you speak to somebody and you understand them as themselves as well, I think you understand why they have the fetishes that they do. And I just think it's not as weird anymore. Like you was the first person really that I came into contact with on the website who had this fetish with anal play to like the extreme. Um, I had like drips and drabs of other people, but um, you was the only one who was purely focused on that. so I think it made me a little bit more comfortable with the situation, especially knowing like you as an actual person. Um, so it was just, it's a, it's a weird thing to explore it. I think, you know, it's something that you don't ever expect to get yourself into, into especially when you think that like, oh, like, everyone thinks, oh my God, like everyone on there is a straight man. Like you wouldn't get any of this, but you literally get a whole load of everything on the website. Like you've got to be so open to just literally going with the flow with everything. Um, so I'm going to just ask you some questions. Um, I know everyone will have a lot of questions that they want to know. Um, and I am the one that's going to ask them because we need to delve right in there. Um, the first question that I want to ask you is, obviously, I know like talking about sex isn't really something that you do with close people or like parents and friends and whatever. But do, is this something that you would consider like an open conversation with your parents? No. Is that because it's weird to talk about sex or is it because it's anal sex? I think that it's both, to be honest. Because for me, I lived with my mom and my sister. Dad wasn't really around. Mm-hmm. So you kind of sit there and you think to yourself, well, why would I? Like I've gone through so much of my life without my mom and my sister, even though as a man, you know, you'd spend time with them. But 
everything else you learn by yeah. yourself. I had my grandparents, yeah, and I was very close to my granddad, but it's a completely different gap. Yeah. So when you actually look at it, who, who am I going to talk to? So is, has there been any friends that you've spoken to about this that know, or is it? As I as I got come? sorry to cut you, as I got older, I spoke to you know a few females about it, right? Because there's conversations that they've had with me where I think that sometimes women are a bit more naughtier than men but they keep it quiet yeah. I think where men are a bit more louder a woman will have the thought in her mind but never mm. say it so when you hear little inklings where a woman says oh I was gonna try that with a guy and you know you said it's disgusting you're thinking oh I can have that conversation with her yeah. and you know you have conversations but even with women because they don't get to have that conversation so much there's so much they don't know yeah, so, so is this something that you would probably steer away from from speaking to men about, but you'd feel more comfortable I think speaking so. to a woman about? Yeah, I think so. And the reason why is because even growing up, you had a lot of guys that were very insecure. You had a lot of guys that didn't know themselves. You had a lot of guys that was pretending to be the hard man, the big guy, and really and truly that they were just you know soft, mm-hmm. right? So I could see that from a very young age. Yeah. So I would never talk to them about things like this. So I personally also think that that females are much more like susceptible to to different ideas and mm-hmm. to, to try things out. Has anyone ever reacted in like a negative way towards this? Yeah, one of my ex girlfriends. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit she, about um, that, how you navigated that situation? <laughs> she thought I was gay. Okay. That was the first thought. So just actually for clarification, mm. you wholeheartedly do not think that you're gay at all 100% not gay okay so the first thing she thought I was gay Mm -hmm. right and even though I explained to her because obviously I understand you know the true meanings of gay I have friends that are gay right and we don't think the same but you know there's certain things that we can laugh and joke about I never judge a person based on you know their preference and what they decide because they're still people but um that's the first thing but then I had to look at her and kind of see where she was coming from and then I realized that I couldn't have certain conversations with her. Right. So I became very sheltered, started hiding things. Started finding loads of different ways to like, you know, hide. Yeah, and explore still without her knowing. Oh, I explored in crazy ways. Like yeah. I would hide sex toys and like ceiling and all kinds of stuff. I'm telling you. But you learn because that, you know, that ended very badly. And, you know, I had to learn. Mm-hmm. And accept that, you know, I had a part to play in that. Because if yep. I was maybe open with her, I maybe, you know, would be still together. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's hard when someone doesn't understand your fish. Because yeah. m- for me as a person, whatever it is that you come to me with, I will at least hear you. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of people, they won't. No, a lot of people are very closed off mm-hmm. in the sense of sexual stuff. I think especially with men, they don't want anything that, like deems them as is is gay in the slightest of course with that and they're not even open to just having the the conversation to kind of understand that um so you refer to yourself as a switch mm-hmm. um what i want to know is how do you kind of come out of your sub mind mm-hmm. to then go into the the mind of you being the dominant man um and do you think that like that kind of situation that you've got going on affects you in like relationships because do you think that if you're with a woman like they're gonna think okay i've just bent him over the bed and mm-hmm. shoved a dildo up his ass mm-hmm. and now he's gonna try to be dominant towards me like do you do you think that situation really flows in in a way because 
I mean, me just saying that off the tongue doesn't, yeah, 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 most, it most. doesn't sound like it flows. Most. But obviously in your situation, like you are attracted to women, you are a straight man, mm -hmm. you have had situations where it has worked. So mm -hmm. I'm just trying to grasp obviously how you switch from one to the other. I think it depends on how you start. Mm -hmm. If you start like, a relationship and you come in and she's been you over the bed straight away, like, of course, I'm going to take you for a mug. But I think it's how you move, how you carry yourself every day. Mm -hmm. How I carry myself and how I move. Like, I'm not no bitch. Right. Right? But I think that women understand that. And it's also what you're doing in the bedroom. Because at the end of the day, as much as maybe she may dominate me when it comes to the other side of things, I'm yeah. affectionate, but I'm also very dominating. Okay. Right? So the woman, if communication is clear, and it needs to be, that is something that you can navigate through. I yeah. think if communication is not clear, that's where the issue starts. Mm -hmm. I think once you show the woman that, you know, she's the most important thing, because yep. I worship women. And I think that's kind of how I've been able to be a switch. Okay. Because once a woman can see that I worship the ground that they walk on, but I ain't no fool. Yeah. Right, and I'm not gonna take certain things because certain man that also sees you can walk all over them. Yeah. With me, that's not gonna ever happen. And I don't mean that to be, you know, big bravado or anything. It's just that I'm a man first yeah. before my fetishes. And there's certain things I'm not gonna stand for. And it's the same thing with a woman. Yeah. If she's doing something that I don't like, I'm gonna talk to her with respect as a queen. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna disrespect her. So I think it's when they understand the respect levels, yeah, that's cool. the main thing. Because I think that's where the taboo becomes an issue mm -hmm. because they don't have no respect in their normal lives. So you, would you would you always go into a romantic relationship being the dominant person rather than letting her see the, the sub side of you and then you would grow to that point? I think naturally I'm dominant. Right. That's it's not like I tried to yeah. jump in. I come in dominant. Mm -hmm. That how so I that move. is you just as a person. As as a normal person, I come yeah. in dominant. But I think that, as you said, when you become comfortable in certain things, you explore with them, because you got to remember, you're both learning about each other. Yeah, of course. And I think once you learn about each other, you sometimes get her to understand certain things because mm -hmm. there's certain places that she wants to go that she's never been before. Yeah. And once you even explore certain things with her, she realizes that she likes it. Mm. So I think once you, I think that's how I get to that place. Right. Once I show her certain things and she goes, oh, actually, I like that too. Yeah. Or I like certain things. Then she understands it a bit differently. Mm -hmm. I think one of the main things where women get scared is, is he going to leave me for you know, a man? Yeah. That's one of the scary points. But I think that you have to always give that reassurance to women that, listen, I'm with you, mm. right? Whatever happens in the bedroom happens in the bedroom. And we keep that kind of between yeah, us. of course. So where was the, where has been this, the craziest place you've ever engaged in something sexual? Or do you kind of say that you're vanilla with areas to, to do things in? I'd say I'm kind of vanilla at the moment. I think lately I've been thinking like, you know, let's take this somewhere else. Mm. And I think that's because I've got to a stage where I've learned a lot about myself. So you're more comfortable now? I think I'm more comfortable, but still, you know, a little bit quiet with it. But I think more, the more people that I meet and the more people that I see that are on the same wavelength, it just makes me want to explore more. Mm -hmm. So then now I'm like, fuck it, let's go. So you, you, have you met other men who have thought like you no. that are also straight? No. No. Because I think that, Men always want to, as I said, again, we go back to the same point. Men always want to see themselves as this big guy. Yeah, they don't really want to talk about it, do they? No, and they think that 
they're going to get judged. Mm. Because the thing is, what I've learned with a lot of men, when they meet me, they want to act. I've met guys that have come up to me and asked me all kinds of questions and start telling me how much money he makes and all this kind of stuff. I didn't ask him, <laughs> right? I did not ask None him. None of us ever asked no. them. <laughs> but the thing is, I think that sometimes how you hold yourself and how you come across, mm. that makes people then decide, oh, let me be this guy. Yeah. And I think I'm very good at picking up people's characters. Mm and see when they're not being genuine. And I think that's why me and you always connected. Yeah, of course. Because you're always just being yourself. So yeah. when I meet men and I can see they're not themselves, how can we have that conversation? Yeah, of course. So do you think because of your journey has been where you haven't really found anyone in the mm. real life that understands mm -hmm. you, do you think that kind of gauge you towards seeking it online? So obviously with webcam and stuff, um, do you think that's why you seek the services online? Because it is more of an open environment. Obviously, we're getting paid. So whoever comes on cam, realistically, we obviously have our own boundaries. But, I mean, we're getting some money, so we're going to go along with whatever. Um, so do you think that because you haven't seen that kind of support and understanding in real life, that mm -hmm. drove you more towards the online world? I think what drove me towards the online world was more watching porn. I think I'm sick and tired of porn. Right. To be honest. And I think that I'm a person that doesn't like to watch scripted porn. So I like yeah, more... Yeah, porn is very much like right. a, You know so, it's a facade. And right. And I think, you know, when I was younger, it was, wasn't was a facade. Yeah. As I got older, I was just like, this isn't real. Yeah. And then I started talking to certain porn stars that are actually well-known. And they right. started to tell me the ins and outs of how porn is made. Was, this is jokes. Mm. So then Cam started off as just, yeah, let's see what it's about. Mm -hmm. And then it became more than that yeah and then you actually realize that you know some of these people live close to you or you're having conversations i think it kind of first started off sometimes even having conversations with people yeah and then you realize that these are real people yeah even course. though that people are treating them with you know no respect sometimes and asking them to do all kinds of crazy stuff as you said boundaries you sit there and you learn like these are actually real people yeah. like outside of it and i think that when i started to learn that and see how people are because I don't know how, but I'm able to kind of bring that out of a lot of the girls. Yeah. Right. But once I learned about, oh, actually, she's gonna go and have some cornflakes. She <laughs> she's yeah. gonna go and hold on one set. I'm gonna go and have some toast. Like I'm like, oh snap! And it brought me back into the the real world for a second. And I think that's the big thing with Cam because they are real people in their own houses and mm -hmm. doing their own things. So I think it does always bring the element of like more more connection with mm -hmm. the person because you're not just watching it on a screen and they've done it in half an hour and then it's gone like you're speaking to that person as they are in their room or wherever they are in their house like right there so mm -hmm. i do think that makes like such a different connection um and you get to realize that they are actually the real person behind that i think that's how kind of we had our really good friendship because yes. we understand each other's like what we do in each each other's days like i'll get up and go on camp at five in the morning he's at work and i'm like where are you and he's like oh just at the hotel and i'm like again like he, he always is at the fucking hotel like yep. he's, literally that is all he does is yep. just work but i think when you it's more of a connection of like being able to intertwine into each other's lives and you know that like if you've got somebody there that you really get on with on webcam like mm. you kind of understand each other more than it being just like a transactional service it's more mm. of literally just like a friendship um that's the thing i think that you know there's been times i've even like met with i was going through some stuff and i met with one of the girls and i went overseas yep. and we stayed you know literally for a couple of days i stayed in her house 
And, you know, she, you know, the first day when you meet someone, it's a bit funny. Mm. But then after a while, she realizes, oh, he's just a genuine guy, right? And I realize that she's just a genuine person that's, you know, trying to help me. But then at the same time, as you said, you have to understand that her time is limited, mm-hmm. right? So her taking that time out, you got to make sure that she's compensated. Yeah. But you have to understand that. A lot of people, as you have met, they don't understand that. Mm-hmm. They want your time, but they don't want to pay you. Yeah. So how, obviously you've explained to us like your first exploration with this was from the TV show, mm-hmm. the film that you watched and you kind of thought, oh, I want to give that a go. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you think at that moment, was there any question in your mind about your sexuality then? Like, did you think as you were in your journey to explore this, did you think like, oh, like, does this mean I don't like girls? Like, I feel like a lot of people go through in like, especially when they're growing up and they're in the teenage years and they're getting a few puberty. I think people say usually like, oh, like, I don't know if I'm straight. I don't know if I'm gay. Like, there is a lot of confusion about that. Mm. And I think probably as a man, especially if you're navigating the like the area of your asshole, um, <laughs> it can make you probably, in my mind, feel like you are a little bit gay. So did you mm. ever feel at any point that like, do I really like girls or mm-hmm. do I actually like men? Like. What was kind of your thought think, process through that? I think 100% you go through all of that. Mm. I think that, you know, because you're watching, you're learning. Yeah. And at the time of learning, you're watching everything. Yeah. Right? You're watching all types of different kind of porn. And then, you know, you're getting excited to certain porn. You're not getting excited to certain porn. But then you have to remember, when you're not, uh, should I say, horny. Yeah. Right? If you watch that porn, how do you feel? Right, that's the main thing. That's mm. I think that's how I had to break it down because when you're horny, everything looks amazing. You're just excited. <laughs> Right, everything's great. Yeah. But when you're not excited, what is it that you're attracted to? Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember I did this test where, you know, lovely girls were walking past me, beautiful women. And, you know, I wasn't excited, but my head turned. Yeah. You know, handsome men walked past me. Nothing. Yeah. Right. So I think that's how I had to break it down. I think our state when we're in that mode, that's mm-hmm. why I had to learn as a man. And I always say this to men. I say, listen, when you see a decent woman she may be trouble yeah right go and knock one out and then come back and look at it <laughs> right? yeah and usually when you do it doesn't look the yeah. same i think that's where the term think with your dick comes from 100 percent. because when you're in that mode anything is attractive and you don't care but mm-hmm. when you strip all of that back and you're in your normal your normal self and you think like what actually turns me on mm-hmm. for so. me what i learned about what turns me on is a, a feminine woman like a really feminine woman but she has to be strong Mm -hmm. and I think once I learned about that aspect of things that's probably how I started to kind of be comfortable with being dominated by by a woman that is strong because at the end of the day I grew up around women that were strong yeah so I suppose I've always admired that Mm -hmm. so I think that kind of led me also there's many different factors that probably led me in that direction yeah of course you start playing with your ass right there is that element which women think about. Mm. Because the thing is, you have to think about this logically. Mm. If a woman blindfolded you and got a guy to fuck you in your ass and you liked it, well, yeah. is it, how do you feel? Because she takes a blindfold off and you're still there, <laughs> right? Then maybe you need to start looking at your sexuality. But yeah. I know for me personally, if I saw that, like let's say if she took the blindfold off, I saw a guy behind me, I wouldn't feel comfortable mm. with that, right? And I'd probably get pretty pissed off i mean the g-spot's in your ass for a reason i understand that and i always say so. that and i'm like to guys on camera i'm like oh like do you they're like oh no nothing i don't like anything towards like to do with my ass or nothing like i don't like girl go anywhere near and i'm like 
Yeah, but some of these guys have had situations, right? Because there is beautiful shemales out there now, right? Where you can get real confused yeah. until it's too late. And some men have gone through the whole experience yeah. and then will come back and act like it never happened. And I think that, okay, you had an experience, it didn't work out or you didn't like it or it made you feel strange. Now you're in this place where I'm a gay, am I not gay? I don't know. That's up to you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, be comfortable with whatever decisions that you make. Yeah. Try everything once. If you don't like it, you then forget it about it. There yeah. you go. But then at the same time, that's your business if you choose to tell someone or not. Yeah, Right? But still be comfortable in the decisions that you make. Because as I said, being around gay men as friends, they come and give me a hug, kiss me in my forehead, all kinds of stuff. But women have seen that. Yeah. And then women's now looking at me and I'm laughing. Yeah. Because I sit there and think to myself, so you think just because he kissed me in my forehead. I know he's not looking at me like that. Mm -hmm. I love him to pieces. He loves me to pieces, but it's not that. Yeah. I know his type. So do you think that makes you more masculine because you can understand and and differentiate from it being sexual to what because i see like influencers and there's 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 influencer guys and whatever who are like best friends like and everyone's like oh like use to use a gay for each other but like if they kiss each other on the cheeks or whatever nobody bats an eyelid because they're just boy best friends mm -hmm. um but i think when it comes to this industry and i think if someone was to obviously know you and know your sexuality like you said if someone if a guy was to kiss you then i think immediately they will turn to okay well obviously he he is gay um, mm. but i don't think that but do you think that makes you i think it's how it's done more masculine because you understand it and you can see 100 percent because i understand how it's done right right i understand where it's coming from and mm -hmm. i think being having the love of women in my family yeah right you understand how a person's coming to you yeah and i think having that kind of love shows me other men because right. i've been in both circles i used yeah. to be in the girl group and the guy group so you would hear both sides always mm -hmm. and i used to find a lot of the time when guys were talking it was like they were fronting yeah. right so i would just leave i would just be by myself and just spend a lot of time in the playground by myself because yeah. i'm like these guys are fake these girls are with each other like they like each other but they don't mm. right but because they want to be in the cool group that's what it is yeah. so i think that when it comes to masculinity I learned a lot just by being in the playground and right. learning about how people are coming to you. That's the main thing. Because as you said, you've got best friends, kiss each other, right? Nobody bats an eyelid. But at the same time, they could be, you know, doing all kinds Do of stuff behind behind. closed doors, yeah, right? But then the way how I look at it, that's not my business. Mm -hmm. If they're happy, and if that's what they want to do, is what it is. Because some people, as you said, are experimenting. They're still trying to figure out, even no matter what age, what they are yeah. because it takes a lot for you know anyone that's from the gay community to come out or should I say the LGBT community to come out and actually say listen I'm gay like it's a lifestyle yeah, it's right journey, it's it? not it's not just oh I'm doing it to just be accepted it's I've realised who I am and what I am mm. and now I'm just letting the world know yeah so do you think that most of your friends that you would speak about this thing to or are female or do you think like in your real life are your main friends girls or guys I have a mixture of both, but I would say more females. You would talk to about this. I would never go to one of my friends and say, oh, listen. It's funny because, you know, I've had friends that have kind of like spoke about certain things that they've had experiences. And when they're talking, it's like, it's like they're very close to where I stay. Like, you know, a guy said something about, you know, go lick my ass. And, you know, he's laughing about it. He's giggling. And I'm there keeping quiet because yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, well, how far is this going to go? How far are you willing to take this? Yeah, and because, how much are you going to tell us? Right, because then it can help me to understand, should I tell you? But I'm a very private person anyway. Yeah. So I'm not really going to let people know, oh, listen, da-da-da-da. With okay. the females, it sometimes comes out because 
I suppose they dive into a lot of things more. Mm. They thought about things. Whereas men, no, nah, I never do that. But then what makes me laugh is if a woman turns around and puts a vibrator in his ass and he likes it, right? He's going to turn around and keep quiet about it. He's not going to come yeah, and tell never, me. Yeah, I get that. They're never going to go and like start putting it in the guy's group chat. Oh, they're like, oh, no. my girl just shoved the no. fucking butt plug up my ass. <laughs> they're not ever going to say no. that. So I, I guess you don't, you don't know really, do you? We don't even really talk about like our sexual stuff. Mm. Like the only time a man would talk about sexual stuff while real men is when like, you know, you mash up your girl. Like mm. she's on the bed, she's finished. Yeah. Right. And you, as a man, you feel good. Mm. It's not, oh, yeah, I'm more dominant over her. It's more, I've made her feel this pleasure. She deserves that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think because women, we literally talk about every... You do, but then like, women glow. Yeah, like somebody, like I'll have a per person on camera, like someone in the group chat, say, oh my God, I have this person. Like every single detail is in camera. I think women are so much more open to, to explaining and like telling our friends about experiences I have. Like mm -hmm. obviously most of my friends, like my personal friends aren't actually in the industry, but they absolutely love hearing like everything that I tell them, like when I've had people on cam, like they, they love to explore that and to understand it. But I think with guys, it's so like, oh my God, what the fuck? Like th there's no fucking way I'd be, I'd be even dealing with, with anything like that. Um, and I think that comes from the stigma that it is mm. with the men and sex toys. So mm. I'm, I just kind of want to understand your opinion on obviously the stigma around males with sex toys. Like, do you really think that should be a thing? Because obviously as women, like I've literally come fucking do the podcast today and I've got a fucking butt plug and vibrator in my bag. Like mm. that's just such a normal thing. Like no one would ever think that a guy would have anything, any sex toys in the house. Like if they did, then there'd be the woman's sex toys, obviously. So do you think the stigma should really be there? Or mm. do you think that there's, there's more to it? I think that the stigma shouldn't be there. Mm. I think that men need to look at themselves fully and understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Right. I think that because we're always the dominant, right and we only really know one type of sex mm. right and that's why women get bored of men a lot of the time yeah it's if you look at relationships sometimes it's women that bring in oh why don't you try this why don't you try that men are just you know i want this position that's it yeah mm. vanilla three this positions like. every night dog. you're lucky if you get free <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> right so i think that when you actually start looking at your sexual orientation as a whole and understanding what you like but also understanding what she likes, mm. you should feel more comfortable. Yeah. Because the thing is, I've tried loads of different sex toys, right? And the thing is, by understanding what works for you, right? When you get there, it's, it's an amazing thing. Mm. Because sometimes, as I said, because it's a visual thing first, you're looking at porn. Oh, yeah, he, let's try that. <laughs> right? And you try that and you go, Double-ended. Nope, <laughs> that's not for me. I need something way smaller than that. Then you yeah. try, let's try the whip. And then, no, that's not for me. And then you learn about your body. Mm. That's the main thing. I think that is something, I think it's been a journey to actually understand my body. Yeah. Right? And I think that when you're bringing a woman into that, that's a hard thing, especially if she's very vanilla. Mm. Because she's sitting there thinking, okay, I want to try this. Most women start off with a finger. Yeah, yeah a finger or like a rim. It's usually the thing. Start off with a finger first and then kind of like, well, but then as a man, we have to feel comfortable. Because you got to remember, I've gone through all of this by myself. Yeah. So I've gone through the moments where you may have almost had an accident, or mm. you got to remember, like your ass, like it's usually, you know, what's supposed to come out there usually. Yeah. Right. So you have to learn loads of things. Mm -hmm. I've gone through so many different enemas where I've had to learn what works, what doesn't work, yeah. all this kind of stuff. So I feel like with me, even coming here today, it's just about kind of helping people to understand about 
the other side because as you said men don't talk about this no i could give a man so much information about anal sex yeah right just about how to prepare yourself and also to prepare your woman mm. because there's so many different elements to it yeah and that's the main thing but so would you say yeah. that your best orgasm has been mm. through anal sex mm. or is there other elements that probably my, one of my strongest ones right. i would say it would be the strongest the only reason being is because it's a build-up i've had sex with women that you know we've been having sex for hours and then when you it's like whoa okay yeah that's so i would say it's different i can't say they're the same right they're, they're two different experiences mm -hmm. but that has been maybe one of the ones where you're kind of like whoa okay but i think now it's becoming just normal normal as yeah in every other. i think it's it's I probably think like so. your first what your first proper one is probably like wow what the fuck has of just course. happened to me <laughs> like, no but i think it's when you start off you don't know what you're doing yeah. So I can't really say that I've had, oh, it took me a while to really understand. Mm -hmm. I think when you actually get to a point where you're actually, you know, playing with your sex toys and you're actually coming hands free, you're actually, I think that's when you start understanding yourself and yeah. kind of understand that you can do this multiple times. So is it like a whole journey? Like I'm trying to understand like mm. when you go into your bedroom, you decide, oh, like I'm feeling horny, like I want to do this. Like, mm -hmm. is, is it like a whole journey for you to think, oh, am I going to wank? Mm -hmm. Or am I gonna get a dildo and mm -hmm. like what what would be the first thing that you you would usually think of or does it obviously depend on the mood that you're in? I think it depends on the mood that you're in, but I think that when you actually are in that state of oh I'm I'm heightened state we call it, mm. the first thing that you would do is probably say okay let me just play around with the dildo first, right? Because once I actually started to understand that I can have orgasms hands free, yeah, it was great because you can do it several times. Whereas if right. you wank yourself off. You did it one, then you got to wait for a while, then you got to go again. <laughs> Half an hour I mean? minimum. Yeah, yeah, right. So you learn, listen, let me just experience this, yeah. like, for a while. And then, obviously, you get to a point where, you know, you're full and then you let everything out. Mm -hmm. um, it is a really intense uh, situation because, when, as I said, when I was doing it, when I was going through a lot, I was going through a lot of emotional battles. Right, where you're thinking, am I? Why am I using this as a copemism? You feel bad. Mm. You feel guilt sometimes. Yeah. Like you know, you, in that state. Mm. But then when I actually got out of that and dealt with all the emotions, I realized oh, it's just something I like to do, yeah. and I should be open and honest of it. Because how is if I'm with somebody, how are they going to understand me? Yeah. So with Cam specifically, like obviously you come on Cam, you explore obviously the things you explore. Mm. What is it about Cam that like excites you? Is it because mm. there's some like there's a physical female there like actually mm. watching you do it? Mm. Obviously, I know that you did like touch on kind of you do like humiliation to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. um, what is it about that that kind of gets you off? Because of course people could be thinking like you could literally just do this in your bedroom. Like nobody needs to fucking watch you yourself up the arse but yeah, yeah, <laughs> like obviously you pay for people to 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 watch you do that mm -hmm. um so what is it is it about that that it is enjoyable for you're, you you're right in the sense of knowing it is because it's um uh, should I say a physical presence yeah there and there is somebody watching you i think that is something that you know i've realized lately has started to you know excite me a lot right. where it's like oh somebody's there but then that's now what has made me kind of look at meeting doing more meets right Right, because before it was all cam, 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 cam. Let's just be, you know, anonymous. Yeah, of course. Right, and it's funny because recently I've just been like, well, why should I be anonymous? Yeah. Right, in the sense of if I'm talking to someone for six months and we've never face to face, yeah, there's a problem. Yeah. 
And what I started to realize when I did start to do quite a lot of faces, faces, as you said, a lot of females were shocked, mm. right? Because I mean, I was really shocked. So. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They were like, "What the hell?" Yeah. You, you? But then you actually then build friendships mm -hmm. through that, and then you learn a lot. Yeah. Because now I've learned the other side, and you kind of sit there and you think to yourself, oh, "Okay, these people are people." But one thing I always say about AW is that if I didn't have that avenue, I wouldn't have met certain people in my life. Because the way how life is, it doesn't bring people together. No. Like, if I saw you in the street, we'd walk past each other. Mm. If I saw, you know, anyone else in the street, we'd walk past each other. And I think that sometimes it brings people together that have yeah. the, the same mindset. So how, how gay do you think anal sex is? Because according to a 2010 study by the Journal of Sex Research, mm -hmm. over 51% of heterosexual men have engaged in oral to anal sex. And over 62% of them said that they enjoyed it, but they still thought that it was a gay activity. Like, I don't think it's gay. They just thought that the act was, was gay. I don't think it's gay. Because obviously it is something that you're doing. Mm. Like, let's say, okay, as you said, a guy tries it once, oh, that's gay, and doesn't do it again. Like, I can understand why someone would think, oh, yeah. Now, someone may look at me going, oh, he's always doing it, he's got to be gay. Now, I sit there and I say, listen, there's a lot of things and there's a lot of factors that will make you gay, mm. right? But they're not all the same, No. right? And you have to understand that. Now, I think that every man has gay thoughts. I really do think right. this. And the reason why I think that is because, as I said, woman's licking your bum and you love it, yeah? But you don't want to yeah. admit it, right? At that moment, you may think, as you're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm gay. Oh, I've got to be gay. Oh, I'm, I'm gay. You're not. And there's, even if you was, yeah. so what? Mm. Sometimes you could be bisexual. Yeah. Sometimes you can, you know, you got to understand as well, sometimes there's a time and a period. So yeah. you may have a period of time where, You're here and you're fucking men. Men are fucking you. you can, then one day you just say, actually, no, I'm mm. going back to it. You do not know. But you have to be comfortable in whatever process yeah. it is. I think that when you're trying to label it and stigma it, yeah, that's I where the issue starts. I don't believe that like sexual practices and things that you do in the bedroom should be labeled as gay or, or straight. Like, what even does that mean? Like, I don't understand. Why are you labeling it? Yeah. Because I sit there and I think to myself, there's so many different thoughts that have come through my mind. Mm. And some of them, I'm like, whoa, let's take that away. Right? <laughs> The reason why is because I think once you actually explore that avenue, mm. right, I think it does open up your mind to other things. You sit there and you say, oh, you know what, maybe if I go and do that, or what if I... Then you actually grab yourself for a second. And yeah. Like, let's say, okay, you sit there and you say, hmm, maybe I do want to try a guy, or maybe I do want to suck a dick, right? You may get to a guy and then go, nah. <laughs> have But, you ever thought that? Like, have you ever thought like, oh, maybe I do, do like, maybe I want it from a real... I've never thought that, but I have thought to experience and experiment with a guy. Right. But not in that way. I've never thought, oh, yeah, I want to get a guy to bang me up. Never thought that. Right. right. I thought maybe, oh, like, I want to suck some dick. Right. Now, the reason why I thought that is because I was watching loads of different porn. Yeah. And this is the thing, and I'm so glad that I've done so much research in myself. You understand how porn can actually affect the way you look at your Not real today, life for yeah. a second. Yeah. Because then there's times where you're watching girls and, you know, she's licking pussy and you're like, yeah, I'll actually just yeah. do what I'm used to doing. So it helped me to understand how porn was affecting me. Yeah. So it, it, it really does because I can, I don't know, I could fucking go and see one of my friends and we could do whatever and get it on and I could mm. be doing whatever to her and what but like if I was to tell somebody like that they'd mm. be like oh my god that's so hot like it would never be a conversation of like well obviously you're a lesbian like mm. that would never be a thing like mm -hmm. if someone said to me you're a lesbian well like isn't everyone a little bit gay like 
but it wouldn't be like a thing of oh my god what the hell yeah. whereas if i think like if you were to say oh like i sucked a guy's cock but i'm straight mm. everyone would be like you're absolutely not straight of course but you have to look at why did you suck it yeah. I think that's the main thing. I think that a lot of people do things and they're not even sure why they're doing it. And I think that for me, if I'm going to do something, I need to know why I'm doing it. Yeah. Right? Once I know why I'm doing it, and I can explain it. Mm. Whereas a lot of these guys are not even sure. So they're like, oh, that's gay. And they just throw it off. Right? And they don't look at it properly. Yeah. But I think that when you actually look at the whole scenario and understand yourself, you can navigate in a way that nobody can navigate. And I think sometimes that puts you in a corner by yourself yeah. a lot of the time where you're just like free and everyone else is kind of like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. Mm. So I think that's where the issue starts. Well, you know what? This is something that's just so interesting because I feel like pe nobody ever really speaks about stuff like this. Mm -hmm. um, and I think especially from a male's point of view, like there's loads of toxic masculinity, like mm -hmm. men don't ever want to mention it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's just so kind of refreshing to hear it from a person, obviously, who's experienced it, who enjoys it. Uh, so your closing thoughts. Do you think that all men should explore their asshole if i can say that um or do you think that if they have extreme visions and like extreme opinions on it then they can just stay clear but i always think like there's a, literally a reason that your g-spot is in your ass. asshole yeah. like let me just get a finger up there if you don't like mm -hmm. it then we can move on but mm -hmm. i feel personally like it's something that every man should experience or at least give a go because women are very open to trying things mm -hmm. um so do you think that it's something that men should be giving a go at least once i think that they should try it if they feel so and when i say that i mean in the sense of if you think to yourself listen you thought about it at least try it mm -hmm. but i think that the what women need to understand if you are going to try with men you we have to trust you yeah. And I think that trust is a big thing in anything that you do. But I think because we're going into territories that we're unsure about. Yeah. Now, course. some women have already tried anal. Some men, they never have a clue. They even, you got to remember a lot of men's experience isn't my experience. Yeah, of course. Right? A lot of the time a girl may just turn around and say, listen, I want to peg you. And you go, what? <laughs> Whoa, what are you talking about? I didn't, who peg what? I don't yeah. know. So I think that's where men get a little bit defensive. And men don't want to drop off their masculinity. Because mm. as you said, we live in a world of toxic masculinity, but what is really masculinity at the end of the day? Yeah. Like it's how, like, okay, look at it like this. If I am a king of my household and you are a queen of my household, I'm going to respect you, right? Because at the end of the day, if we're on a chessboard, you're just as important as me. Yeah, of course. Right? But once you know that, right, whatever it is that we do together, there shouldn't be an issue. And I think that's where the issue starts. The foundation isn't very strong. So I think a lot of men should try. Yeah. See if they like it. I think that they need to do the research about it first. Mm. That's the main thing. I think about, you know, the cleanliness side of things. Because that's something that can, you know, put a guy off or, yeah. you know, you go up there and, you know, he had a whole bag of curry for the day and, <laughs> you know, all these kind of things. Like, yeah, I've learned... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but the thing is, even when you're researching douching, there's many levels to it. So mm -hmm. I think that before a man, first, if you get the thought, then do the research. Once yeah. you do the research, then come to mm -hmm. your lady or, you know, experiment with yourself and go from there. If you don't like it, then don't try it. Yeah. Um, don't give up on it, though. Because sometimes your first experience is like sex. Your a lot first experience is shit. <laughs> a lot of women will say that because guy doesn't really know what he's doing. No. Right. And I think that once a man actually knows what he's doing, but then also can listen to a woman 
in the moment. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing. I think a lot of men just care about their rocks and that's it. I think once you can listen to a woman, feel her body, learn about what she likes, what she doesn't like, you know, where you want, where she wants your tongue to be, not to be, you know, what strokes she like, all these kind of things. I think when you have these open conversations with people, yeah, right, they don't want to talk about it. No, they don't want better sex in in a way. <laughs> I think that when you have different repertoires of sex, yeah. Because I think that once you actually explore anal sex or even explore just, you know, him maybe tugging your ass, or, it's the best feeling in the world, right? <laughs> but I'm just saying, once you learn, there's more than one avenue. Yeah. I've I've even, like, recently been thinking about even writing a book about certain things. I think that would be good. I think a lot of people will, will, would buy that. Mm. Obviously, you, you don't need to tell anyone, but I think your sexual journey is between you and yourself. Like, I don't think there's anyone else... That, sh- that should be in- involved in the sexual journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to leave it there. So thank you so much for everyone joining us. And thank you so much, Gentle oh, Giant, for pleasure. coming. Please let us know if there's any other sexual kinks that you want us to explore. Because I'm loving these kind of conversations. I think it's really important for us all to understand them and to kind of get a grasp of what actually goes on in people's bedrooms. Um, so we're going to leave it there. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>